everybody, and welcome back to the Creative Kindergarten Podcast. My name is Amanda, and I'm an early childhood educator in Ontario, Canada. And this is my podcast that I um, talk about new topics that are relevant to kindergarten and kindergarten educators. I put an episode out usually once a week, every Tuesday. So if you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, make sure that you do so that you know when I put out new episodes. And this week is actually episode number 49, and I'm going to be talking about building strong relationships with families. Um, I know this year is a very different year for a lot of educators. So I'm going to talk a little bit about distance learning and in-person learning and how we can really build those relationships with the families of the students that are in our classroom. So thank you so much for joining me and I'm really excited to uh, talk about this subject. Before I start just talking about building relationships with families, I always like to just give a little update about myself. I find that, um, I don't know, when I listen to podcasts, I like to know a little bit more about the person who is actually doing all the talking. So as I said, my name is Amanda and um, I always record my podcasts, not always, but more than likely it's on a Sunday that I record my podcasts. And I always do them after I go to my horseback riding lessons that I do on Sundays. And I do this mainly because I feel so energized after going horseback riding. I always feel like I have more energy and I can talk to myself for the next 30 minutes without um, like really having to put a ton of energy into it because I'm so energized from the uh, lesson that I just took. So I'm really uh, excited that this week I had my horseback riding lesson and I've only been doing lessons for just a little bit over a year now and I'm just finding that every week I'm improving so much. So I always say this and if you've listened to this podcast for a number of weeks, you've heard me say this before that, you know, as an educator, we always have to take care of ourselves first, take care of our mental health first because or else we will not be able to be there for the students and the children and the families that are in our classrooms. So I always like to a little talk a little bit about what helps me be the best educator that I can be. And for me, that's my horseback riding lessons on Sunday. They really just give me just an opportunity to de-stress. And it just, I was talking about this with my trainer to actually today. And I was just saying that it takes me out of my own head for an hour. It's an hour where I'm really focused on getting the horse to do what it needs to be doing, to get my body to do what it needs to be doing. And it's not focused on what I need to do for the week or what um, I'm mentally, like I don't have to mentally prepare myself for anything. It's just me and the horse and my trainer and her giving me directions on what to do. She says I'm doing really good. I have no, I, I have no past experience with horseback riding lessons. Literally my husband and I went to Iceland Um, during March break not this past year obviously with COVID but the year before we went to Iceland and um, we did some horseback riding through the lava fields which I must say was probably the best experience I've ever had in my whole entire life other than marrying my husband horseback riding through the lava fields if you ever are in Iceland if that's something that you ever want to do I'm telling you that was the best experience ever and after that my husband got me horseback riding lessons and that's the extent of the experience I have with horses. But my rider, my coach has been telling me these past few weeks that she's really um, amazed by the improvements I've been doing and just how much I'm learning and how quickly I'm learning. And I can feel that. I can feel my body getting stronger and just used to being on the horse and knowing how to control the horse. And I'm just, yeah, I'm just loving 
Um, I'm just loving every time I get to go and do my lessons and it really gives me something to look forward to on the weekend before, you know, we start another week and especially this year with all of the stress of distance learning and COVID and all that kind of stuff, this just to have like um, an hour to know that I'm just focused on the horse has been really amazing. So basically all that to say is that I hope that you are doing something for yourself, what, whatever that might be. Um, whether that's, you know, taking a bath, having a glass of wine, it's going for a walk, whatever it is that helps you and your mental health to get you um, ready for the next school uh, week ahead. Just make sure you're taking some time for yourself. You know, um, you cannot take care of the little ones in the classroom if you're not taking care of yourself first. So that is just the start, like five minutes into the podcast of me just reminding you yet again to take care of yourself. And yeah, like maybe I should probably start talking about what I actually meant to talk about with this podcast episode. And that is building relationships with families. Um, This school year, there is, I know in the province of Ontario, at least, there was a choice whether families went face to face and they sent their child to a kindergarten classroom or to whatever grade their child was going to, or they could choose to go through online learning. So we have like two sets of educators right now. One set of educators is in person teaching face to face with COVID restrictions and sanitizing. And then we have another group of educators that are online that are learning how to teach kindergarten in an online space which is, um, yeah, both both edu- both sets of educators are doing amazing things for the children and the families in the classroom. It, it, ha- it takes a lot of resilience and a lot of um, imagination and a lot of uh, critical thinking to be able to work in the spaces that we are currently working in. So I applaud you for whatever you're doing in whatever spaces you're working on. Know that um, you are doing amazing, amazing things for the children, for their families. But so, but I wanted to talk a little bit about how um, we are still building those relationships with families in our kindergarten programs. And I had a few ideas. I sent this out to my newsletter subscribers a couple weeks ago. So you, this might be some stuff that you've already seen or read from me in the past if you've subscribed to my newsletter. But I wanted to reiterate and kind of talk a little bit more about each of the points that I had when I was writing the email. Because I think they are so important. And I think they are just really ways that I have built relationships with the families in my classrooms and have really built some really amazing relationships that I still have to this day. So the first thing I always try to do, especially in the first few months of kindergarten, I know we are coming up to, um, at least in Ontario, um, parent-teacher conferences where you're going to meet with parents one-on-one about their child in whatever way that you are doing that. But um, I always wanted to make sure that I was sending positive notes home to families. You know, you always um, dread writing those more negative notes or to tell families about something that happened in the classroom where, you know, something um, unfortunate happened where, you know, their kid hit or their kid um, threw something. Like whatever it is, the negative thing that the child might have done, you and you're writing those notes home to the families. And those are always the hardest notes to write. But I always like to make sure whenever there's something that's really great that happens in the classroom, I like sending notes about positive things as well. So that when you do have to write a note or make a phone call that is a little bit harder, you know, you still have the basis and that 
the the relationship with that family started off in positivity rather than only having a relationship based in the negative. So I we always had a communication bag that we sent back and forth home with families where they could write us notes and I could write them notes. But whenever I noticed something really great happening at school, I would try to quickly just jot down a quick note to just tell the families um, just how amazing something is, that their child did. You know, like parents just want what's best for their kid. And when you tell them that their kid did something amazing, they're going to be so amazingly happy to hear that. Um, if you use something like Remind or Seesaw or any of those things as well, that's another great way to just write a nice little quick note to the families. Like, you know, you can snap a picture of like a, a creation they made with the block center or with loose parts, whatever it is that you're doing. You can snap a quick picture and tell the families just how amazing this creation was or if they were working really well with a partner or if they said something really insightful and amazing or they did something really creative. All of those things, parents want to hear about that as well. They don't want to just hear about the negative. So sending home those positive notes really starts your relationship off in a positive way and make sure that if you do have to make those harder phone calls throughout the year or you have to make a phone call that's a little bit more negative that you've already started off that relationship on the right note. If you are in an online classroom, just taking the time, you know, to just write in however you are communicating with families individually, um, just making that part of uh, your routine where you're just um, sending them notes or an email or again, some people are still using Remind or Seesaw or through Google Classroom. However it is that you are communicating with families, make sure you're communicating the positives as well. If you're sending them feedback, whatever it might be, just making sure that they hear that, you know, especially because I know families on the online school, like, they are really trying their best. You know, there are families who are working full time or who have multiple kids doing online learning. And they are trying to work, trying to do their own thing, trying to help their other children. Plus, they have a kindergarten student who probably needs a whole bunch of assistance doing their online school. So just letting them know that you see the efforts, that you see what they're doing, that you see that their child is putting in effort and remaining positive about the things that they're doing, even if it's not... Um, perfect or how you would ultimately really want it to be in your classroom just acknowledging the work that they are putting in and the effort they are putting in for their child because again parents want what's best for their child they want to be seen doing what's best for their child they want that affirmation because you know with so much uncertainty they might not know that you know what they're doing they're what they're doing is amazing for their child so putting that out there and putting that positivity into that into that um, relationship you have with the families is so important. And I think that it'll go a long way in establishing those. And just thinking about kindergarten, and especially here in Ontario, I know in the States and in some other places, um, school starts in pre-K, but it, for here, for my purposes, um, school starts in kindergarten. This is the parents' first introduction to a school system. So we want to start off that um, that relationship, that journey for them in a really positive way, right? Like we don't want them, um, really cringing or not looking forward to starting a new school year with their child because they've had such a negative first experience in the school system. We have an opportunity to make it a really positive and amazing, impactful experience for the child and their families because they're just beginning their school careers. So taking that time and building those positive relationships can have some really long-term impacts on this child's um, school career throughout the year. So 
again, just, you know, some positivity and making sure we're not only waiting to communicate with families when it's like a more negative situation that we have to talk about. Another thing that I like to do is make sure we're keeping the parents updated on what's happening in the classroom. Again, if you're doing online schooling, they probably already know, but um, having some really clear um, calendars or some really clear schedules so that parents can easily follow it so they know what is expected each day. Remember that some families, you know, they're still doing full-time, working full-time from home, plus trying to help their child, plus if there's any other kids in the classroom, or even if they're not working full-time, if it's a mom that's at home or a dad that's at home or a grandparent that's at home with the child, you know, it might be more than one sibling and they have to keep track of different schedules and really um, try to maintain some semblance of uh, routine throughout the day. So if they have a schedule and that it's pretty consistent for them, I think that is that's really important for the families. If you are in um, in school person uh, face to face in person learning, you can be. I always liked sending home a calendar and at the beginning of the month to kind of showcase if there was any like if we were doing anything um, that month, it would be on the calendar like. There wouldn't be this year, but like a field trip, I would make sure that was on the calendar. For Remembrance Day, I would make sure that's on the calendar. Any of those big days, I would put it in in advance and then families could put that up on their fridge so they could just quickly look at it and know if there was anything they needed to be preparing their child for that week. I also liked maintaining a classroom blog and I could take pictures of the children and put it up on the classroom blog and parents could check it to see just what their child was doing that day or that week and just have that open communication because, you know, they don't really like know what's happening in a classroom. They could ask their child like, hey, what did you learn today? And usually the kid's like, oh, I played. And then that's the end of the conversation. But if they have something to prompt, like, oh, I saw that you had these new blocks that you could play with in your classroom. Did you get to play with the blocks? And then that could open up some conversations with the child that the parent could have if they have some kind of knowledge about what's going on in the classroom. So using apps like Remind is also a great way to be able to snap pictures and send them to parents and families or to send quick little notes. I like to send um, notes I like to schedule them actually. Like if it was picture day the next day, I would also, I would always schedule a remind to go out the night before um, picture day or whatever. If it was a field trip day, whatever day was the next day, I would always schedule um, a remind the day before because inevitably I would forget. So it was great for me as well because it would tell me that there was a, um, a scheduled message sent out and I'd be like, oh yeah, it's picture day tomorrow. And so those are great for me as well. But um, scheduling out those messages so parents you know they're busy like they might have more than again more than one kid in a in school they have full-time jobs where they have to keep track of their own schedules like parents are busy and whatever we can do to alleviate some of that and um, give them enough um, knowledge about what's happening in the classroom is really helpful to them you know our classroom is front of mind because we're there all day every day but you know, when they're busy rushing out the door or getting lunches ready and snacks ready and getting their child's snow pants on, they might forget things like, oh, this money was due for the field trip today. So that little remind, it goes a long way. So sometimes if it was something that was really important, I would schedule something, a remind for the night before. And then I would schedule a remind for the morning of, like maybe a half an hour before school was to start so that it's like right around the time when they're leaving just in case you know hey don't forget to grab i don't know the money for pizza day or whatever it is today 
just those little updates. And I've never had a parent ever complain that I got gave out too many updates. So I would say that, you know, sending one the night before and the day of is always a great way just to give a little reminder to parents. And so, yeah. Another thing that I would always, um, I always try to keep in mind when I'm having those conversations with families, even the harder conversations that are with families, you know, again, this is parents' first touch point for the school system. So if their child has never been in childcare before, if their child has never been in a school program before, if their child is a, uh, is an only child, their parent, the parents don't have anything to compare their child to. So sometimes there are hard conversations that need to be had. There are conversations that need to be, um, that, that you need to have in order to, you know, um, have them go to the doctor to get a, re- a referral to go get some testing done. There's conversations that need to be had around getting speech and language assessments done. Those conversations can be incredibly hard, not only as an educator, but for the parents to hear as well, because sometimes they might know that something more is going on and that their child might need a little bit more help, but sometimes they don't. So going into those conversations with an open mind and again, remembering that parents and families want what's best for their child. They want to be able to do whatever they can to help their child, but sometimes they're either not ready or unprepared or just they don't know how to take in that information right away. And I know I've had some of those harder conversations with families where the parents are not quite prepared for the conversations that we are going to have. Sometimes they fully well know when we're going into those conversations, what we're going to have to talk about, but sometimes they're completely taken aback. And I know I try not to save those kinds of conversations for parent-teacher interviews. I really try to have those way before parent-teacher interviews because there's nothing like going into those interviews and then knowing that your child finding out that your child now needs a speech and language referral or something like that. And those are really hard conversations to have. And then they, well, I guess it would be different this year, but then they need to leave the classroom and like there's more parents waiting outside to come in for their next set of interviews. So I really tried to make sure that any conversations that were had were had when, you know, they could um, take in that information and not have to be rushed by other appointments coming or, Um, have to go out and see other parents or other community members um, outside in the hallway. So I think that's really important. And to come from a place of complete and total understanding that, you know, again, parents want what's best for their child and that you don't know what the parents are going through. You don't, um, you don't know like uh, what's the home situations are like, anything like that, but you can know that they want to do what's best for their child. So Uh, understanding and empathy can go a long way in building a relationship with families and just keeping that in the back of our minds when you're going to go and have some of those harder conversations that, you know, come up every once in a while in our educational career. And I know that I, I have a hard time with those conversations because I also want what's best for the child. I want to see that child um, learn and grow and and see them through an asset lens and really um, see all the positivity, but there are there there are definitely those times when there's those bigger conversations that need to be had, and they they do need to happen. But they, we also need to go into those conversations with a lot of empathy and understanding and an open mind. So, um, I those are a few of. <clears throat> excuse me, those are a few of the little tips and pieces of advice that I have for you. Another thing that I always like to do to keep parents in the loop about what we're doing in the classroom and it always gets positive feedback is 
my homework challenges. I send these home once a month and you can hear more about them. I'll link it in the uh, show notes for you. I've done another podcast about them, but basically it's like, um, a set of activities that they can that families can do over the month there's no pressure to them there's no dates assigned there's nothing but they kind of just extend the learning that we're doing in the classroom into the home environment in an everyday kind of way so they're really fun i've had a lot of um, positive feedback from families and from other educators about them so i'll put a, a link in the show notes to the um, other podcast about that if that's something that you're interested in hearing about but that is just a really great way to build that homeschool partnership that relationship and to like really make sure that parents are um, in the know about what's happening in the classroom another thing that you can do is invite families into your classroom right well maybe not again this year that would be a little bit hard for in person but if you're online learning you can definitely invite them to share um a tradition you can uh, to share their job to share to read a book whatever it might be this could be a great time because we have all those families that are so closely connected to the education this year of their children through online learning that this is a great time to be asking and inviting those parents to share some of their knowledge share some of um their talents with the classroom so that's just another little tidbit and another thing to keep in the back of your mind for in-person learning uh for distance learning this year and you know, a tool for your tool belt for years to come um, when maybe parents are allowed back in, when outsiders are allowed back into our classrooms, when it's safer. So I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode of the Creative Kinder Run podcast. If you have any other ideas or tips or any other advice for building relationships with families, every Thursday I post um, a, um, a post to my Instagram, an image to my Instagram about this week's podcast episode. And I invite people to share their experiences and their ideas about that week that to- that week's topic. So if you're not following me on Instagram, I'm at Creative Kindergarten blog on tbt it's really long it's linked in the show notes for you if you'd like to go take a look make sure you head over on thursday to share your ideas and uh, your advice for building relationships with the families i'd love 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 to hear from you um and yeah you can also find me on my blog creative kindergarten blog.com again linked in the show notes for you and yeah i put out new episodes of this podcast every tuesday i'd love love to hear from you and um, let me know what you think of this week's episode. Make sure you are subscribed and I will talk to you all again next time. Thank you.